When people mention Paulo Coelho as an author, the first book that tends to dominate these kinds of conversations is The Alchemist. And rightfully so. It's probably Coelho's most accessible book, and it's the one that launched his illustrious career. It's also one of those books that are so easy to get into, and it's incredibly inoffensive. But after reading a bunch of Coelho's works, I must say that Veronica Decides to Die is Coelho at his best. It may not necessarily be the deepest or most profoundly written piece of fiction out there, but it's so explorative and provocative in its themes, and it's a huge departure from the tameness of The Alchemist. The whole premise of Veronica Decides to Die revolves around a lady named Veronica who decides that she's done with life. However, she eventually wakes up and discovers that her botched suicide attempt has landed her inside a mental institution. And even though she survives her suicide attempt, doctors tell her that it has done irreparable damage to her heart and that she only has a few days left to live anyway. So, in a way, Veronica gets what she wanted, albeit the process is getting a little more drawn out than expected. Now, many people will be put off by this book because of how abhorrent and entitled Veronica is. You might not be able to empathize with her reasons for wanting to take her own life, but that's not really the point of the book. Rather, the point of the book is to examine the lives of the people that Veronica meets in the mental institution and how their lives impact her shift in perspective. It's also interesting to see Veronica's character arc and how she approaches living now that she knows her death is drawing nearer and nearer. It's a nice character examination into the mindset of a person who is on the verge of death and would perhaps nothing else to live for. More than anything, I think Veronica Decides to Die does a good job at helping us challenge our notions of social norms. What is deemed normal and accepted by a certain group of people isn't always going to be the same for another. I know that that's such a simplistic way of looking at the world, but you would be surprised at how easily people slip into their own echo chambers and stay there forever. I first read the book when I was a teenager and it helped me wrap my mind around the concept of me not being the main character of the world. It forced me to re-examine how I fit into the lives of other people and how my actions and choices may not always serve their intended purpose. Is Veronica Decides to Die a revolutionary piece of fiction? No, not necessarily. I wouldn't even call it iconic. But I have a certain sentimentality to this book because of the fact that I read it at a young age and it allowed me to view the world through a different lens. Reading it again as an adult, I find a lot of its messaging to be preachy and even sometimes absurd. But all the while, it's still compelling. Whereas reading it when I was young, I was forced to really look at Veronica's life through the perspectives of the people she meets in the asylum. Now I find myself examining Veronica's motivations more from an internal perspective, and I think that we do a better job at introspection as we get older. Reading this book now reminded me of how I hold myself back a lot of the time out of fear of how other people might perceive me, 
I lose sight of my own motivations and intentions and I allow my actions to be influenced by how I think other people might react. Of course, it's always good to be mindful of how your actions impact others, but it also begs to ask the question, how much of yourself are you giving up when you're constantly tailoring your actions with other people in mind? And I think that's exactly the kind of question that Veronica Decides to Die is trying to ask. Whether or not you have the answer to that question is up to you.